and Happy New Year. Happy 2024. I feel inclined to say I'm back, baby, but the intonation that typically accompanies that statement doesn't quite match what my current energy is. Um, and let's just dive right into it. Um, I promise this episode won't be Debbie Downer, at least I hope not. Um, but as I stated in my other episodes, I just want this to always be a space where I can speak honestly and openly about the things that we go through, right? That I go through in my life and that maybe some of you can relate to as well. And so again, just diving right in, my last episode was in November on Thanksgiving Day and I sort of had intentions to do another episode in December and then take a break through the holidays and get back to it sometime in early January. Um, December was absolutely crazy though, as December's tend to be. Are you with me on that one? Are your December's like, are, are each of your December's like just absolutely packed with just madness that surrounds Christmas and like all the holiday stuff? Because when I look back throughout my adult life, like all the December's I've had so far are just kind of like a blur. So crazy in the moment during that month. But like then I look back, right? And I feel like, everything that happened in the months of December, like looking back through like all the Decembers that I've had in my life, that it happens really fast. And then at the end of it, like once Christmas is over, it kind of leaves me wondering like, where did the month go? Um, so anyways, my December was hectic and also a little bit stressful. I'm sure some of you can relate. So yeah, it was just kind of, um, you know, kind of a stressful month. And Actually, it wasn't just because of Christmas per se. Um, there were actually some other things that happened in my personal life between the month of December and now that were just, um, it just kind of left me feeling pretty blah, honestly. Um, and truth be told, like I, I've felt kind of like um, I'm kind of in a funk or I've been kind of in a funk. Um, <clears throat> so I wasn't feeling in a place to where like in a mental place, like in, in a space where I like even wanted to do a podcast episode. I just, it, I wasn't into it. Do you ever feel like that? Like you, you like kind of want to do something like you do want to do something, I guess, but the motivation just isn't there or maybe even like the motivation is there, but you just can't get there mentally, like to even bring yourself physically to get up and to go do it. Yes, no, maybe. Is anybody else? Does that resonate with anyone else? Um, anyways, that's the place I've been in for this, like, for the month of January so far. That's, like, the headspace that I've been in. I've just been in a little bit of a funk. Um, and so, you know, I'm always, I'm, like, a pretty analytical person, and um, I just always try to, like, look inward and reflect and kind of, like, analyze what's going on with me, and I, again, like I've mentioned before, like, I feel like I'm pretty in tune with what's what, with, like, typically with what's going on with me, and when I just feel totally out of whack, then I'm like, okay, therapist to the rescue, come help me with that. Political uh, <laughs> person, but... Um, you know, so I've been analyzing things and it, it's got me to thinking and thinking about how um, I always kind of feel a little off in the winter. Um, and I've talked to my mom about it and she seems to agree that like I was I was even kind of kind of like this a little bit as a kid in the winter. I think she means more like through like my teen years. I think she tends to remember my teen years a little better anyway than my childhood when I ask her about things. So, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily personally, like, recall so much feeling blah as a kid. Um, again, at least not, like, from when I was little. Um, I guess if, if I kind of look back, I do recognize a little bit that I kind of recall being like that when I was a teenager, um, like, older as a teenager, which, again, I think is, like, what my mom is remembering. Um, but for sure in my adult life, I definitely can recognize that, um, I, I just am not the same in the winter as I am throughout um, the summer months. I'm just, I, I can feel it. It's different. Um, which brings me to the first thing that I want to talk about in this episode. Um, and that is SAD. Capital S, capital A, capital B. SAD. Um, have you heard of it before? Um, if not, 
it's an acronym for Season Affective Disorder, or like Seasonal Affective Disorder, I think. Um, and it's actually a type of depression. According to um, Johns Hopkins University, my husband's alma mater, shout out hubby. <laughs> so um, according to Johns Hopkins um, Johns Hopkins University, that's a mouthful, kind of, but um, they say that sad happens during certain seasons of the year, most often fall or winter. And it's thought that shorter days and less daylight might trigger a chemical change in the brain leading to symptoms of depression. And um, I know I've said it before that I don't like to self-diagnose, but I truly think I actually might have this. Um, according to what, there's this website that Johns Hopkins has, it's uh, hopkinsmedicine.org. They say that SAD usually starts during adulthood and the risk of SAD increases with age. And it's rare in people, like it's rare in people under, under age 20, so... I don't know if I did or I didn't have it when I was a teenager. Who knows? Because it's rare, but I'm like, if it's rare, it's if it's something rare, I'll probably get it. Oh, gosh, I didn't want to put that out there. But <laughs> anyways, no, I don't know if I had it or not. But I think maybe I might I might have it like in my adulthood, um, which, you know, um, you know, and again, if I didn't have it when I was a teenager, like my mom seems to think perhaps maybe, but maybe, you know, I didn't have it until maybe it didn't really fully develop until like I was in my adulthood, which might explain why I don't remember really feeling symptoms of it when I was a kid. And, um, this website though, Johns Hopkins says that it affects women more often than men. Um, and so what happens is the sleep related hormone, which is known as melatonin, um, which, you know, helps with <clears throat> regulating like sleep cycles and stuff like that that the sleep-related hormone melatonin has been linked to SAD and the body naturally makes more melatonin when it's dark. Remember, melatonin, if you know about melatonin or if you take it as a supplement, it helps you sleep. So like a lot of doctors will prescribe melatonin for people that have trouble sleeping who don't necessarily want to take um like a sleep aid or, you know, I think oftentimes like a lot of doctors prefer like a little more natural sort of thing like melatonin. And so they'll oftentimes prescribe that to people to help them to take at bedtime when they want to sleep. Um, because it is, um, a sleep related hormone again, that, that helps people fall asleep or that helps people sleep better or whatever. Um, and so melatonin is related to sad, this, um, seasonal affective disorder thing. Right. And so, um, again, the body naturally makes more melatonin when it's dark. So when the days are shorter and darker, like in winter, more melatonin is made. Um, and apparently Johns Hopkins says that there's two types of set. There's fall onset and spring onset and fall onset is also called like quote winter depression. And so symptoms of depression begin in the late fall to early winter months and then kind of like start to ease up during the summer months, which is like what I feel like I experience, honestly. Um, and then there's spring onset, um, sad, which is also known as, quote, summer depression. And symptoms of dep depression begin in late spring to early summer. And that one's much less common. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because you would think it would be the opposite that like people just wouldn't get this in the spring or summer months when the daylight and whatnot that affects apparently melatonin would be different. So, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but there are some symptoms that if you think you have this or if you know that you have this or if you've even been like diagnosed with this, there's symptoms that people see with SAD. Um, and again, going back to um, reference the Johns Hopkins um, website that they have. Um, that discusses this. There's a list of um, symptoms that they list on their site there that pertain to SAD. And so um, some of the symptoms that people um, suffer with are um, increased sleep and daytime drowsiness, um, loss of interest and pleasure in activities, um, social withdrawal and increased sensitivity to rejection, kind of interesting, irritability and anxiety, feelings of guilt and hopelessness, fatigue or low energy level, decreased sex drive, 
decreased ability to focus or concentrate, trouble thinking clearly, increased appetite, and it says especially for sweets and carbohydrates, weight gain, and then um, physical problems such as headaches. Um, and symptoms tend to come back and then can improve at about the same times every year. So it kind of happens and then it goes away for a little while and then it comes back. So it's it's cyclical, I guess. It, it You have it and then it kind of goes away and then it comes back again. And it's just, it's a cycle, right? And so for me, um, out of that list of symptoms that I just told you about, um, I seem personally to experience a couple of those things, a few of those things on that list. So like I get the increased daytime drowsiness. Um, I get a bit of, a little bit of a loss of interest and pleasure in activities, which sucks because I'm like a really social person. I'm fairly active. I, I, I find myself, I, I always say like I'm a pretty active person. And so that kind of sucks when you don't feel like that. It actually really sucks. Um, and again, I am social and I, I feel a little bit of like social withdrawal. Like I start, I start to want to um, withdraw into myself. And I actually feel this. I know that like that's just something that I struggle with. Just speaking honestly, that's just like something and openly, right? Like that's just something that I tend to struggle with personally, just in general. That like when I'm really, really stressed, like I go super introvert, like super introvert. And, you know, feels I think I'm sure probably to those around me like I'm cutting people off and it's not something that like I necessarily mean to do or that I actually like really want to do it's just it's like just part of me innately and like what happens and how my brain works and how my brain and my body function together and I just go pretty introvert when I'm stressed especially like the more stressed I am the more alone I just want to be just I don't know that's probably not that healthy I don't know I guess that's another thing to talk to my therapist about. Um, anyway, so I always feel like, you know, like November is usually not too bad. Going into Christmas, not really bad. I don't really notice it so much. I think it's there, but I think I just don't notice it because I think it's just so crazy with Christmas and just everything going on with Christmas and how chaotic, like I was talking, you know, speaking to Decembers and what Decembers look like for me and probably a lot of you out there as well. But I think just the craziness of December, I just don't notice it. I think it is there or it's like starting to be there and I just don't notice it. But I will say that like every year I do feel this kind of like a shift almost that like once Christmas has passed, um, like I, I just, um, you know, I, I, I start to feel this, right? So I find that really interesting. I just think, like, again, it's just the excitement and anticipation of the holiday. Um, it just keeps me, like, pumped and full of energy throughout December. And then once, like, literally the day after Christmas hits, it's like it starts to set in, this sad thing. Um, and especially if the winter is the weather is bad, right? So if it's like dreary and gloomy and like rainy and yuck, like yucky wet weather, which I, I mean, some people love it. Like I was just talking to my mom the other day, for instance, and she was like, I'm like, oh, this weather is just terrible. It's like, Ugh, you know, like Debbie Downer, right? And she's like, I kind of like it. And I'm like, Ugh, yuck. Um, and so again, I just, I definitely can notice a change in my mood in like the tail end of December and like all through January through really like, I guess, I don't know, like maybe like April or May, like when it kind of starts to change, the weather starts to change. And like, I definitely feel like through winter, throughout winter, like through those months, like I was saying, like January through like April or May, that like on days that are sunny, I just, I feel different. I can feel it. I know it about myself. Um, and so a few of the other symptoms that I experience are kind of a bit of hopelessness sometimes about things which sucks and that's like hard for me to talk about so again poor therapy um, and I get low energy for sure low energy um, definitely increased appetite absolutely like and for sure increased appetite appetite for carbs like I've recognized that about myself um, 100% and some weight gain too um, whew, and I definitely have had that this year um, like I said, like my life has been pretty, what I think is like stressful um, over the last <clears throat> like couple months or like month and a half or so or whatever. But, um, and I think I've gained like at least five pounds or more since November. Like, and for someone who's not very tall, like five pounds or even like if it might be more of that, I need to step on the scale and see, but that's quite a bit to gain. Like, especially in a short amount of time, that's not good. Um, 
And so, um, I think one of like the other symptoms or one of the like last, last symptoms, if you will, um, that I also seem to have is like more headaches during the winter months. In fact, like the last two days I've had a headache. I mean, yesterday was like pounding headache. It was terrible. Um, and you know, the weather sucked yesterday here in my neck of the woods. Um, and so maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Maybe it's part of this sad thing and who's to say, you know, I, I don't know. So what do the experts say about it? Um, and what do they tell you like to do about it? If you think that you might have this, um, well, first and foremost, talk to your doctor, right? Like I am not an expert. I do not claim to be, do not ever, ever, ever take anything that I say that has to do with anything health related or medical related or anything like that. Do not ever like disclaimer, do not ever take any of that, um, as like a way to like self-diagnosis or anything like to, to self-diagnose. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not smart. That's not wise. That's not healthy. Um, just don't do that. Go see your doctor. <laughs> so first and foremost, talk to your doctor. Uh, that's the number one thing that you should do if you think you might have SAD. Um, and the Johns Hopkins website says the treatments for winter depression and summer depression often differ, right? Because remember, it says that there's two different types of these. So maybe you're not like me. If you think that you have this, maybe you're not a person that's like me. Maybe you're totally fine. Maybe you're like my mom. And in the winter, you're like chilling. You're like, cool, this is sweet. I love this. But maybe come spring and summer, maybe you experience these symptoms, some of the symptoms that were listed on the Johns Hopkins website or some of the ones that I listed personally myself that I feel like I experienced. Maybe you experienced those maybe in the warmer months, which is really interesting to me, um, but it can happen, right? Obviously it's like out there, it's published. It's, you know, these doctors have, have done research around this. And so again, the two different types of SAD, um, winter depression and um, summer depression, they can often uh, differ. And, um, it just depends like so either one of these things may include any of these specific things or a combination of the following so um, which is meaning um, I'm sorry let me I don't think I articulated that properly let me let me um, rewind a little bit <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I made that clear but the experts say that there's two different types there's winter and summer depression they offer or excuse me they often um, differ in what they look like or like the times of year that they happen but there are some things that you can do to kind of help it that's what I was trying to get to and I don't know if I articulated that properly so a couple of things or like a few of the things that you can do to try to help you out with this is well first and foremost talk to your doctor and then second these experts um, at Johns Hopkins suggest um, getting exposure to sunlight so they say spend time outside or near a window that can help you relieve symptoms if there's like daylight, especially if there's sunlight, that can absolutely help you, they say. Um, and then another thing on this list that I find like the most interesting is um, not just like exposure to sunlight, but they suggest light therapy. Um, and they say that um, if just like increasing sunlight is not possible or that's not helping you that exposure to this they have like a special light for us there's like a specific amount of time each day that may help um and so um then i looked up some information um i was like well let, let's see what harvard says about it right and so because like johns hopkins and harvard like some of those are some of like the top medical um, leading like um, the medical like leading medical experts are there at those two places right I mean there's a couple of them a few other places to look to but I was like let's see specifically what Harvard says so according to uh, Harvard Med Medical School uh, light therapy if you're going to do that one it requires um, a light box there's like these special kind of light box and the light box itself it emits um, 10 thousand lux what they call lux l-u-x and that's a measure of light intensity and so what you do is you sit in front of the light for about 30 minutes every morning like hopefully as soon as possible after you wake up and apparently this can help with sad and potentially other forms of depression according to the people at harvard um they do caution though that light boxes uh, they're not regulated, so you got to be careful with that, right? So you can't just go buy anything. Um, and so they say that it's important to make sure that you buy one that meets certain specifications. Um, one Harvard doctor, his name is Dr. Richard S. Schwartz, 
he recommends checking out um, this place. It's called the Center for Environmental Therapeutics. It's a nonprofit organization that does research on light boxes and related therapies and provides advice for selecting a light box. And Dr. Schwartz says um, an early morning walk can also offer similar light therapy benefits. Um, and he says um, that if it's a bright sunny day, that that is about 50,000 lux. Remember lux, going back to what lux is, that's a measure of light, inten light intensity. Lux is a measure of light intensity. So um, a bright sunny day is about 50,000 lux. And a gray day, much of like what we're experiencing now in different parts of the country here, is around eh, about 10,000 lux. Um, and this same doctor, Dr. Schwartz, says that taking a walk outdoors soon after sunrise, even on a cloudy day, provides almost the same amount of light exposure as a light box. And he says on sunny days, the sun is bright enough to get a therapeutic effect even if you wear sunglasses, right? Um, so even though, you know, a lot of sunglasses, like, are specifically made, and a lot of them have, like, different, like, UV protection and whatnot built built into them, he says that even if you're wearing sunglasses, not to worry about it. If it's, like, a bright, sunny day, like, that's, just go for, like, a, a walk, and um, even with sunglasses on, you can still get the, like, reap the therapeutic benefits of it. Um and this same doctor adds that if you walk for 30 minutes, you also get a health dose of, um, like a dose of what will help your health, I should say. I didn't say that right, but like a dose of what will help your health. Um, and like, it, it's a mood boosting exercise, right? Like they say that walking is a mood boosting exercise. So not only are you getting the benefit of the walk in general, but then the exposure to light. Um, and so that can that can greatly help with sad. Um, but if you have like time constraints and you can't go for a 30 minute walk or you have like mobility constraints and it's just like too challenging for you to do that, you can um, sit outside for just 15 minutes. And this doctor, Dr. Schwartz says sitting outside for just 15 minutes at any time of day might make a difference in your mood. Now day, right? Like not in the evening, not at night, right? Just like sitting out there for 15 minutes at any time of day can make a difference in your mood. So like basically just go get some light, get some sun sunlight or get like one of these light boxes and go sit there, right? Um, and then there's like a couple other things. There's like psychotherapy or antidepressants. Um, and again, those are to be prescribed by your doctor and absolutely you would have to speak to your doctor to do either of those, right? Like, yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, obviously, it sucks for people who have this, right? That sucks. And, like, I truly think I might have, like, at least a little bit of this going on. Um, but I actually find it, like, fascinating. Um, it sucks, but I, I find it fascinating still. Um, it's just, it's interesting, right? Like, who would think that sunshine... <laughs> Or like a lack thereof could cause such a, a, a such a unique change in your mood and how you feel. Um, it's actually like kind of crazy to me when I really stop and think about it. Like I don't know. It's just it's 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 really interesting. It's intriguing to me. I don't know. Does anyone else who might be listening to this episode have have sad or think they have it or like have you been diagnosed with it? Have you experienced these symptoms? Do you use a light box if you have it? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Um, and so, I don't know. I was thinking, like, if you know for sure that you have this, like, you've actually been diagnosed with this by a doctor, I'd be so curious to hear more. Like, I'm going to put a post. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a post on my Look to the Sun Instagram page. I don't know. If you happen to have listened, you may or may not know, like, if you follow along. I don't know. Um my podcast is so brand new. So, so who knows, but I do have an Instagram page for, um, my, my podcast. And, um, I would love to hear from you there if you like struggle with this too, or if you've been diagnosed with it. Um, and if you feel like sharing, um, you know, 
drop me a comment over there. Uh, my Instagram page is, it's, it's look to the sun podcast. It's written out all as one word, all lowercase, no spaces or anything. Look to the sun podcast. Um, you can find me over there and I'll, I'll put a post on there later today. Um, busy after this. I have a bunch of stuff to do. So I'll try to do it later today. I'll do my best. If I don't do it today, I'll put it on there by tomorrow. Okay. Um, and you can go over there and like, drop me a comment and let me know about, um, what you've experienced with this or whatever you want to share about it. Um, okay, cool. So yeah. Um, I've been feeling a little down lately. I think I might have sad. I don't know. I think there's, you know, amongst that, I think there's like other things going on too. So um, yeah, it's just, there's been a lot happening and I, again, I just think maybe sad might be playing into that a little bit, but, um, there've definitely been some other things in my life that also just have left me feeling like I'm, I've been feeling like I need a change. Right. And so again, this podcast, like I wanted to address that too, right? Like things like what's going on in the new year, what's going on in 2024. Um, and so yeah, I just have been feeling like I need a change. Um, and isn't that what a new year is supposed to bring? Change? Like, you know, everyone um, talks about making resolutions in the new year. Uh, are you a resolution kind of person? Um, I'm not. <laughs> I used to be. Um, I used to be a resolution person, but I never stuck to them. I just didn't ever, like, they never stuck, right? So I just decided a while back, like, yeah, resolutions are not a good idea or like not worth making since I just never stick to them. Um, and then I heard this thing I heard a while back that Oprah said, um, I guess Oprah used to, or maybe she still does this. I don't, I don't actually know, but I heard that she used to choose a word or a phrase at the start of each new year. She would do that. She'd choose a word or a phrase at the beginning of each new year to pursue, um, or that like she was going to try to live out, so to speak, like for the remainder of that year. So I guess like, for instance, if her word was, let's say like peace, she would strive to find peace in her life or like create a peaceful situation or create peaceful situations in all that she did. I don't know if that's a great example, but that's kind of like along the thought process of like where this was of like choosing a word of the year or whatever. At least that's my understanding of it. And so um, a few years back, actually, <laughs> I was like done with, you know, not doing the resolutions or whatever. I never stick to them. So, but I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this like word of the year. Right. So we're going back to like 2019. Right. Um, so I decided that my word would be health. My year, my word for that year, like getting ready to go into 2020 would be, um, would be health. I was going to center, everything that year I'm focusing on my health. I decided I was going to like go all out and like read every single label of like what I ate and religiously work out every day, just all the things. Right. So again, that was in late 2019 that I decided this. So the plan was beginning January 1st, 2020. Um, it was for, you know, my plan was for 2020 for my word and the focus for my life to be health. <laughs> so if you're paying attention to the dates, <laughs> You probably know where I'm going with this, right? So, um, start off, you know, January 1st, 2020. Health, cool. That's my word. Let's do it. Look ahead a month to February, and what happens? Do you remember? Ugh. The first American, oh, so sad, died from COVID. Yeah, lovely COVID, right? Ugh. I mean, <laughs> Like, how ironic. Like, what are the odds, right? Like, I totally put it out there in the universe that my focus that year was going to be my health. But, like, come on. That's ridiculous, right? Like, COVID, really? Imagine the irony there, right? I mean, I didn't want to focus on my health, like, in that manner. Like, geez, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so needless to say, that was the end of that. And like, literally, I was like, okay, I get it. Not doing that again. So I haven't chosen a word of the year since then. Like, nope, not for me. Nope. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh my gosh. So, but like this year, like, let's get back to this year. Okay, so fast forward 2024. Here we are. 
Um, and so like at the end of 2023, I was thinking about new year's resolutions again though. So I was like, Oh, you know, everybody does new year's resolution. And I heard something on TV somewhere like the news or something about some statistics or something. I don't even know. Kind of wasn't really paying attention, but like just heard, you know, like new year's resolution. So it kind of got me, um, to thinking. And so, um, you know, I was kind of thinking like, uh, I don't know, maybe I might want to make one of those New Year's resolutions again. I don't know. But then I thought like, no, I don't ever stick to a New Year's resolution. Like, let's just be real. I'm not a person who's going to stick to it. And like, I fully own that. Like some people might not own that and might like not be that open and like real and put it out there. But I'm like, no, I just don't ever stick to them. Like, let's just be real. I'm not gonna do it. That's not for me. Like, I've already done decided that. Right. And so I decided and said, like, now goal a goal, that might be different. So maybe I should set a goal, right? Um, and since I like to be a bit of an overachiever at times, I thought, well, like, why not make a few goals? Like, right? Or better yet, like, instead of goals, quote unquote goals per se, like, let's just like, set some intentions. Like, why don't I just not put like a ton of pressure on myself? Because again, I'm already kind of feeling like in a weird place. And so like, I tend to be a person that just is like gung ho and like goes all out. And so like, chill. Sometimes I just need to remind myself, like, check myself, like you need to chill a little bit. And so I need to chill a little bit. So I was like, okay, let's just chill out a little bit. I kind of want to do it. I'm kind of feeling the itch to do like this resolution or goal or whatever you want to call it. Let me just like kind of sort of like set some intentions and like, um, you know, may maybe sort of kind of like take another go at the word thing. I don't know, like maybe, I don't know, not exactly like what I did before, but more like just setting some intentions and thinking about a word that could, could be like, not necessarily attached to it per se, but just kind of like loosely correlated to like what those intentions are that I'm gonna like think about or that I'm gonna set, right? Yeah, so just framing it like that feels a little less daunting for me than like that of making a resolution. Um, and it just feels to me like somehow like possibly more attainable, I guess, if I think of it like that kind of more like, okay, here are some things that I'd like to be more intentional about in my life that have to do with whatever, like insert your word here if you're thinking about doing this, right? So um, I decided that I'd like my intentions to loosely focus on healing, like healing my mind, first and foremost, right? That's like really important to me right now. Because there's a lot going on in there. And um, who knows if it will ever be fully healed. I don't know. Maybe it's not to, not meant to be. I don't know. And that's okay. Um, I, I actually think I'm starting to kind of make peace with that. Um, just on a little more bit of a deeper or like more serious note. Like um, I tend to be an intense person sometimes and think that things just need to be all or nothing. Um one way or the other, a little more black and white. I'm a little more of a like black and white person. I mean, I absolutely recognize that like life is not black and white. Like, like, you know, life is messy and there's gray, gray in, in life too. But I tend to lean towards more like, well, it's just this or that. It's black or white. And that's just not always true. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> I feel like, um, I've always sort of looked at healing past traumas like this too, like that, um, I just needed or like wanted to get to a point where, um, I needed to just set every bad thing in my past that's happened to me free, just let it free, like, and work on it, fix it. I'm definitely a fixer. I'm a fighter and I'm a fixer. Um, but I think I'm kind of starting to realize, um, that maybe I need to let that go. I don't know. I mean, again, more therapy, but yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I think I want to focus on a few areas, um, to try and heal in the year 2024 and just like let the other stuff be maybe, um, just let it be, um, you know, it can be there. It can just be there, you know, cause I've kind of started to move on from it, I think maybe. And again, I think that's through probably, probably the therapy that I have done. And I think I'm starting to feel like it's okay if I don't heal it all the way. You know, it's okay. Just to be able to even like acknowledge it and that it happened might, might maybe, I don't know, maybe might be enough for me to move past it. At least for now, you know, I don't know. Um, 
So there are a couple other things that I'd like to work on, but healing, um, you know, healing's the first one that's like first and foremost in the front of my mind. And then, um, there's a few couple other things, but I think I'll probably save those for another podcast. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure if I will or I won't because, um, I don't know. I also kind of started to think like, I do believe that some things just need to remain, you know, just for yourself. And, you know, that's not to say that it has to be like secret or that you don't want to share with anyone else because you feel shameful about it or whatever, because, you know, um, um, you know, it's like, I've heard, you know, like, um, secrets keep us sick. And so that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I just think that, you know, there are some things that maybe are just better left unsaid or only said to certain people that are the closest to you. Maybe, I don't know, because if you think about it, like thanks to social media and the internet, there's just so much that so many of us put out there already. Like, isn't it just nice to like keep some things for yourself or just like within your close circle? Um, I think that's, that's like how celebrities and people who are constantly in the spotlight maintain their sense of identity and sanity. Probably it's just like keeping it close, you know, like, to their, their people, right? Maybe they only share their stuff, like their heavy stuff with their people or whatever. And that's totally okay. I mean, that's fine. Again, not keep it secretive, but just like keep it tight, right? Um, to your people that you're tightest with. Um, you know, I just feel like today, like there's everybody's out there trying to live like a celebrity and people are just oversharing things like left and right. Um, and I just personally don't live my life like that. I'm just not out there putting every single thing out there. I mean, here I am. It's kind of ironic because here I am doing a podcast and sharing things about my life and all the things, but I just, I don't, I don't and probably never will put every single thing out there. I just am not that person. And I, I'm not a person who like gets caught up in like that, like FOMO way of thinking. That's just never really been my style. Like anybody who knows me, like when I was a kid, I think you could say that about me. Like if you look back, if you were in my tight clique of girls that I grew up with, I think they would all say, yeah, like Tiffany was always kind of like that. Like I always went a little bit against the grain and I never really, it just never has really been my style to feel like I had to do certain things. I've always just kind of been one to like beat to, what is that? What is that saying? I don't know if I'm getting it right, but I think that saying of like, I've always been one to kind of beat to the sound of my own drum. Is that right? I think that's right. Anyways, <laughs> all of that to say that I may or may not do a Bacchus episode in the future about like what my other intentions are, um, either pertaining specifically to my healing, which that I might share, I don't know, or like some of the other things that I want to do, but I am going to share a little bit about like, I at least want to share with you that like, my intention is to do some more healing in my life. I guess that's like the point of all this. That's why I'm saying all this. Um, and so one thing that I will share here with you though, that, um, I, I do intend to do is, um, to make my way through the Mel Robbins make 2024 your best year workbook. Do you know Mel Robbins? I mean, she's huge. So probably most of you do, you may or may not. I don't know. I love her love her. She totally inspires me. And I just think she has like so many great things to say and to share. She's just awesome. She's super smart. She's hilarious. And her family just seems like so cute and sweet. And, you know, I just love her. She's real. So if you haven't stumbled upon her podcast yet, like you should absolutely go listen to her. Um, go listen to some of her episodes. She just, she, and she's just awesome. She's got really, really, again, like great things to say. And so she recently, she has created this workbook to um, accompany like several of her um, podcast episodes. Like, and she's just saying like she created it to accompany some of these podcast episodes and just in general to like help people live their best lives in 2024. And so she says that, you know, she, she created this, she designed this, she and her team, they worked hard on this, it sounds like, and they designed this workbook and they created it using like the up-to-date, like latest research. She's always all about that, which I admire about her. I just love that about her, that she's always like, um, you know, she's an intellectual person. She's very smart again. And she's just, um, you know, she's always, um, trying to stay on top of like the latest research and like what experts in the field say. And I just love that. Like, I want to do that same thing, like in this space, when I share things, um, on my podcast, I would like to mimic that. I just think that's the smartest way to go. Um, 
And so she's used the, the latest research to help her um, and her team, like, to help create this workbook in order to, like, help others to get clearer, she says, about what you want and to empower you to take the next step forward in your life. And so that just totally speaks to me at the moment and um, in relation to the current season of my life that I feel like I'm in right now. And so I downloaded her workbook and I I started to, I've, I have started to um, slowly make my way through it. I, I'm not super far into it, but I started it. And so I will keep you posted on how it goes. And I'll probably do a future podcast episode about that and like what that all entails and what it looks like. I, I will probably do that. Not 100% sure, but I think I will. And so, um, and then like as I start to try to wrap this up, because I'm all, always often long-winded, I like to to talk and do all the things and share with you guys. It's, I love it. I'm actually really, really loving this podcast stuff. Um, it's kind of my jam. And so again, just one last thing that I'll share with you before um, I wrap this up for today. And so that is that I recently took the Who Are You Really quiz that is created by best-selling author of the book, How Are You Really? And host of the Gold Digger podcast, Jenna Kutcher. I hope I'm not butchering her, butchering her name. I think I'm saying it right, Jenna Kutcher. Anyway, so I took this quiz that she has. She created this quiz, Who Are You Really? And I was actually shocked to see the results of that quiz. Um, I She created this quiz, and I took it, and I'm just like, whoa, that was really cool. Like, And so if you're like me, um, you've probably taken like quite a few of these types of quizzes in your life. Like, I think my love of a good quiz, when I started thinking about it, I think my love of a good quiz, and I'm, you know, saying good quiz, right? So, kind of using air quotes, and I'll talk about that in a sec, but, um, I think my love of a good quiz started way back when I was a preteen, when I was reading, like, magazines. Do you guys remember that? Like, I'm a kid of the 90s, so... If you're a kid of the 90s too, do you remember doing that? Did you do that? Especially probably maybe if you're a girl. I don't know. don't want to put that out there, but <laughs> I mean, because guys can read those too, right? It doesn't matter. Anybody can read those, but um, they were geared towards women back or young girls back then. And so that's all I'm saying for that. Um, just as a side note, because <laughs> I always like a good side note. So here I was, I was this preteen reading magazines like Teen and um, YM and and then that continued like through my teens and my early, early twenties <clears throat> with like magazines like, um, Marie Claire and Vogue and they'd always have these quizzes and I'd take them and think like, oh, there's going to be some really like thought provoking thing or some like light bulb moment that I'm going to have like some like aha moment that I'm going to have after I take these quizzes. Right. And then that just progressed into adulthood with like any like random quiz online that has piqued my interest. So, like, I'll totally take the quiz, right? And, I, again, I mentioned, like, I'm just, I'm, like, totally into it. Oh, yeah, let me take this quiz, right? Now, I use the term good quiz. I said I was using air quotes, so I'm using air quotes when I say good quiz, these quizzes that I've taken in the past, because I'm, I'm doing that because, like, pretty much every quiz that I've ever taken that's supposed to, like, unlock some sort of revealing information about who you are and, you know, something about, like, what this quiz result will unlock for you to help you um, live your best life. It's pretty much been like, well, I mean, let's just be real. It's been like crap, right? <laughs> it never turns out like that there's anything. It's just something stupid or it's like clickbait, like click on this and you got to go like purchase this for like a million dollars. I don't know. Anyways. So, but the quiz that Jenna Kutcher, she created that she, this quiz again, it's called Who Are You Really? Um, I took that quiz and I stumbled across it and <clears throat> anyways, I took it recently and it actually like left me feeling pleasantly surprised. I feel like it like totally hit the nail on the head. Um, like just not only with like accurately describing what my person personality type really is, but like, um, <clears throat> what is it? She calls it, um, she calls it like what your quote, like special quirks and incredible qualities are. So like you take this quiz and then like you find out like what like specific kind of like type of personality you have. And then like she addresses like what your special quirks and your incredible qualities are. And so 
uh, you know, you take the quiz and you do all that and these things are revealed. And then it also emphasizes things about your personality, about your personality, like what she refers to as um, twinkle lights and dusty corners, she calls it. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, so there's those. And now, like, I, you know, I've mentioned before, like, I'm pretty in touch with who I am. So I pretty much already knew these things about myself. But there are things that, like, I think either... I've been like holding way deep down inside and not taking like a super clear look at or that like more so maybe like might be living in my subconscious mind. Um, either way, the quiz was like really cool. And um, I think um, it like sort of unlocks these truths about who you are to your core and like what your personality traits are. And so as you probably could have imagined or might have imagined like once you take the quiz um <clears throat> there's information on her website that digs a little deeper into the results and like what makes you uniquely you and so for instance like part of um part of that is that jenna the gal who created this she reminds us that change is the only constant and to tune into who you're becoming or who you want to be um and then there's like a list of things that she says okay well based off of all based off of all of this now maybe you might be ready to do some of these things and so um the very first thing on that list the very first thing resonated with me so much and it says um maybe you're ready to turn your loss into a legacy of openness and awareness so others don't feel so alone in their time of turmoil and that just hit me and seemed so powerful when I read that. Maybe you're ready to turn your loss into a legacy of openness and awareness so others don't feel so alone in their time of turmoil. Um, and I mean, like, if you've listened to my story with the first episode I created here, you probably get the sense that I've already once felt that I suffered a loss with my career which I have tied so much of myself to and thought of that as what defined me for so long. And I know that, like, when I got a second chance to redeem myself, like, so to speak, I know that, like, in the end that I did decide to step away from that career and you might be like, well, that was your choice, right? And it was, it a hundred percent was. And like, I, I completely, um, own that. I completely own that, that like I had kind of a, it wasn't like total loss. Like I had a second chance and I went back and I went back to teaching again. And, um, you know, I, I stepped back into it and then I stepped, I chose to step away. Like I chose to step away from it, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that over the last few months that I've been feeling kind of a sense of loss for that career again, um, especially since this situation I chose to step into um, after leaving my teaching career hasn't really gone the way that I expected or wanted. Um, in fact, truth be told, I actually haven't completely stepped away from teaching altogether. I, I have actually managed to continue to still be in the classroom by subbing again occasionally. Um, I actually subbed a lot in the month of December leading up to Christmas. <clears throat> and, you know, I just, there's just a part of me that will forever love teaching. And I know that it's part of me and who I am. And, you know, um, I'm sure you've heard before that people have God-given talents, and if you're a Christian or practice any other sort of, you know, religion, it's it's probably been preached to you that, you know, each of us is given a talent by God, and, you know, you know like, in all honesty, like, throughout much of my life, I, I never really felt that, or it just didn't resonate, but, um, you know, I will say that the older I get, the more wisdom and insight I gain about myself, and perhaps, like, the more my faith grows, the more I truly feel it, like my God-given talent, or at least one of them, because I actually think I have more than one. 
Um, but I think that like one of my God given talents is that of teacher. And I'm actually going to go, um, what I believe to be like a little bit step above that and say that like one of my talents in life is that of educator. And so <clears throat> since I've for the most part chosen to step away from the work that surrounds what I feel is one of my God given talents, um, there does seem to be a sense of loss that coincides with my decision. Perhaps digging a little deeper into that will be another episode for another day. Um, but I just, I wonder if anyone else has felt this in their life as well. I mean, there has to be, right? Like, remember what I said my therapist said in the message? I hope my podcast continues to send to anyone out there who's listening um, and anyone who may need to hear it is that you're, you're not the only one, right? I'm not the only one. You're not the only one either. We're not the only ones who have struggles in our lives or who, you know, may be feeling this, like, a type of a sense of loss for something, right? And so um, when I read that phrase on the Jenna Kutcher website after I took her quiz about, you know, maybe you're ready to turn your loss into a legacy, I thought, like, yeah, that's a reminder. That's what I want. That's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to turn my loss into a legacy. I want to turn it into a legacy of openness and awareness so others don't feel so alone in their time of turmoil. And honestly, so I don't feel so alone in my turmoil because God did not intend for us to go it alone. Um, and again, you know, believe what you want, but that's my stance on things. It's that I want to turn my sense of loss into a legacy. And so there it is. There you have it. We're in it together. And I will continue through this podcast, hopefully, God willing, to keep you posted about my journey. And maybe you can take yours along with me as we continue to look to the sun. Thank you.